Thank you for listening to Cafecito with us. I'm Sarah. And I'm Diana. Please remember to subscribe. And leave us a review. In today's podcast, we will be discussing the benefits of going to therapy and really, you know, prioritizing your mental health. So with that, I am going to kick it over to you, Sarah. Okay. So I came, I guess, late to the game in regards to therapy. Well, first of all, I wish I would have known that Mm -hmm. in my case at the time, therapy was covered by my insurance and the benefit of it. And and I guess we'll dive into that a bit more, but I didn't realize that it was covered by my employer at the time. I did do other types of like unofficial therapy where we had like 15 minute chats with like a counselor. Mm -hmm. I did do that. I took advantage of that sort of package within my job. But then I started going to therapy after I had my baby. Mm. Um, Having a child brings up a lot of just like, not for everyone, but for me Mm -hmm. and and for the way that I am um, as a super like reflective person, it brought up a lot of things that I was like, oh, I, I, I'd like to work on, on things, for example, like reactions that I have and like, what is my reaction and what is something that I've learned and I'm just repeating. Um, So with that, I just wanted to be able to be in touch with myself. And I didn't realize that I was anxious Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of different factors going on in my life at the time. And I didn't realize that like having a baby, there was this like postpartum anxiety stuff that does happen. I didn't realize that was a thing because no one had ever talked about it. Mm -hmm. And like some small stuff, like I would be nervous to put him in the car and it was like, well, maybe I'm just nervous because he's a baby. And like, Mm -hmm. obviously, Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of different things, but I was, I was running anxious. And then, um, I decided to go to therapy about six months after having Mm -hmm. my son, which I guess was kind of late. Like, I wish I would have started sooner, um, since I've stopped, but I'm much more reflective and like, mm-hmm. not that I don't need therapy. I think that everyone needs therapy. I think it's beneficial in like more ways than once as you evolve as a person, but it's, it's benefited me on the physical reactions mm-hmm. to situations. Like I remember my therapist, the, one of the first things that we did was we discussed like, what are your physical reactions to times where you're angry mm-hmm. or when you're scared or when you're feeling worried or when you're mm-hmm feeling nervous. Like what does that physically do to you? And I'd never thought of it that way. So now when I'm in situations, I'm much more mindful of the physical reaction I'm having and I'm able to address it immediately before spiraling into like a full on, oh my gosh, all this is happening. What do I do? That is so good. Oh my goodness. That is so true. And and certainly appreciate that you share that. Yeah. I think similar to you, like I was late in the game I wish I would have started earlier. And I think it's part of that sort of growing up in the survival, (laughs) unfortunately, mentality where you just don't have the time to even think, wow, that was traumatic or wow, that was probably, you know, pretty toxic. But again, you just learn to thrive in spite of all the hardships. So for me, yeah, I definitely joined, started going to therapy when I was, I want to say 30. Yeah, like two, maybe two, a little over two years ago. And it's been game changing for me. I mean, from everything. And the reason I went, it was a culmination. It was just Mm -hmm. a culmination of of different life um, situations happening, both personally, with 
family and work and a relationship. And I just, I felt like I reached like a tipping point where I was like, all right, I can't handle all these aspects of my life, right. Hitting, hitting me. And so, so that's why I ended up going. And to your point, it makes you very reflective. I think it also helped me learn how do I say this to prioritize myself. So I've mm-hmm. always, especially when you grow up um, for me, at least like being the the eldest daughter in the family, like, and having that, like I said, unfortunate um, weight and burden of always supporting um, the younger siblings and even your parents here as immigrants we've talked about, right. Being sort of like the language broker slash lawyer, um, right. Educator, everything in the family. So yeah. So for me, it was, learning how to put myself first before I can put others. And it's just not something that's natural for me, um, right? It's not like I, to me, it feels very selfish to think about me and, you know, my problems and how do I like, so it was just changing that perspective and that framework for me that, that definitely helped me put those healthy boundaries across all those aspects that I mentioned in my life. To your point, just taking the time even to journal, not that I didn't journal before, but not in the way that again, was so focused on myself about how I feel about, you know, the benefits, the cons of things. So just setting aside, yeah, different like tactics and best practices for, again, how do you take care of yourself? And certainly not just the writing, but even I remember like one of the first sessions to your point, I'm, I'm remembering now was about, it was called something like sleep hygiene. And I'm like, wow, that sounds so medical. Like, you know, <laughs> and what does that even mean? Like, but it was like, yeah, like even having a discipline for, you know, again, your sleep and how much time you give yourself. So you're not burnt out over work, trying to do everything in a day, but really preserving and honoring that time that you go to bed and make sure that it's not, you know, four hours, but really like those six to eight hours that are healthy for you you know, not looking at a device before that. So you're not anxious before going to sleep or having trouble sleeping and like just different things, even like the temperature of a room, things that you wouldn't even think about, like again, but like really making the space and the condition so that, yeah, you're sleeping well. And again, that you're taking care of yourself. So it was very, very helpful for me in that, in that regard. I didn't have that conversation about sleep hygiene, (laughs) but I, I, I do, I do see the benefit of, but again, Therapy is tailored to each person mm-hmm. based on the needs and based on what's being brought up, mm-hmm. right? In in your conversation with yeah. your with your therapist, I haven't I haven't gone to therapy in like six six months, I think, since I mm-hmm. left my job. So obviously, I don't have insurance anymore. So that's been different, but I'm much more mindful. Which again, like eventually, I would like to pick up on it one more time, but I think that that reaction or like that understanding of your emotions behind Mm -hmm. every single thing that may be triggering to you Mm -hmm. is extremely important with, with all of this. I think I'm trying to think of like a moment that was like, absolutely like ground breaking for me (laughs) while we were, while I was in therapy and I was like, Oh, it's interesting because I started because my birthing experience wasn't it was it was traumatic Mm. it was a traumatic experience so I didn't realize that I was carrying that for so long and I I was even reluctant to call it traumatic 
because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to, no quiero exagerar. Like, I don't want to exaggerate mm-hmm. that this was, this was a thing, but it's not exaggerating if you call something for what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. But I never talked about it in therapy. I talked about other things, but I never talked about the actual reason mm-hmm. why. And it's really easy to put things in the back of your mind and just keep moving forward without yeah. thinking and processing them. And I think that's, a lot of us kind of walk around in this space of no, I, if I don't think about it, it it doesn't bother me, right. and it's and or it doesn't until yeah. until all of a sudden you get to the point where you can no longer, and you get to a tipping point, and now you're like, I'm ready to explode, and that's what you always want to prevent. You never want to get to the point where you're like triggered to the point where you're going to explode. Right, right, right. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I I find most of my friends all go to therapy. And it's like, we're better functioning human beings because of it. Listen, if you make the time to get your nails done, your hair done, you're right. You make the time to go shopping. All these are things that certainly are physical, right? Aspect of you. We, we have to like our mental well-being and our mental state is so important to how we conduct everything, right? Right. (laughs) Whether it's your personal family life, work. I mean, we forget, but. Yeah. And it's like giving yourself an hour because that's what it is an hour mm-hmm. in your week or every other week, depending on what your schedule is, to like reflect on yourself is not a hard ask. Yeah. Is not a hard ask because we, we tend to mute things with like, oh, I'm just going to watch a show or I'm going to do mm-hmm. this, I'm going to do that. And you get busy with other things and you're just not forced to sit with yourself and with your emotions for yeah. an hour. And it's really, really helpful when you do do it. I agree. And there's like so many resources now on mm-hmm. on social media that you can read through and there's like great books and, and there's just so much more information now that allows you to, to reflect a bit more without needing to go to like a therapist, right? Oh, like yeah. if you can't afford it, if you don't have insurance and all these other right, things, right, right. there's other things that you can do to kind of help trigger these conversations within yourself or with your partner or with a family member, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I mean, for me, going to therapy certainly helped me with those resources, right? I wasn't going out of my way looking for those books. But once I started going to the sessions, my therapist would recommend books. And, you know, it's like kind of like, obviously, the algorithm online. Once you buy one thing, Mm -hmm. like suggested authors, then I would get other books. I think therapy definitely facilitates access to those resources. I would get worksheets, again, like templates for things that normally I wouldn't go out of my way to look for. But now that that's sort of been like the habit, I know they exist. I go out of my way or I'll get a recommendation for a book or, or a podcast and I'll, I'll certainly listen to it for sure. I think it also helps with your with your well-being, with your relationships, like separate from how you function as a person. I think mm. that especially if you're cohabitating with someone and, mm-hmm. and being able to kind of get to the point of how much of this is me and how much of this is the way I was brought up and how I think things should be versus how they really are. And if you think about it, when you go to live with someone, both people are bringing in two different households into Mm -hmm. one space and you're trying to kind of blend those two together. And sometimes they blend well, and sometimes it's a complete clash and you have to figure out, Mm -hmm. you have to pull all the good 
of things yeah. and put that into your life and say, okay, this is beneficial. Maybe the way that I've been doing it for 20, 30 some odd years, isn't the best way to do it. Maybe the way this other person is doing it is much better. And it's okay to morph into that. It's okay to assimilate into that. It's okay to change and not everything has to be your way mm-hmm. is the right way or the I only agree. way. I agree with that. I mean, especially I'm going to say <laughs> when uh, you're in a interracial relationship, I'm just going to call it that because again, we're so different. It's not like going into a household similar to yours, right? The values, certainly you're with someone because you have very values that are aligned mm-hmm. and they're a good person, but just the little things that you are just so accustomed to, and to your point that you bring in into one household can be hard at times. Therapy has definitely been helpful for me with my relationship with my significant other in trying to understand, right? His perspective. I'm like, I'm seeing it this way. Help me objectively as a therapist, see it. You know, right. I'm missing and that's something. what a therapist does. Mm-hmm. Right. They help you mm-hmm. see it outside of the way that you see it. Right. And it's been super helpful. And it's not always, it's not always framed as disrespect. Like what we consider disrespect sometimes is just like, it's not disrespect. It's just a completely different way (laughs) of thinking and being. It's nothing to do with being disrespectful to you Mm -hmm. or attack on you. But I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's been super beneficial and everyone that I've spoken to has said, no, like it's been super beneficial. Like it's mm. super hard, but it's been super beneficial to have someone objectively kind of laid out for you and be a mirror back to you and be like, well, some yeah. of this you're creating. Some of this isn't mm-hmm. actually what is. And some of mm-hmm. it is what it is. And right. you have to work through it and accept it or, you know, figure out your feelings around it. And and it's all on your own pace. You're just, you just have a navigator in navigating mm-hmm. through your like mental space that's kind of how I like to I like like to look at it it's a good term yeah absolutely I I can't recommend it enough it has helped me uh, family dynamics relationship work like everything just making me more empathetic and and trying to be more reflective um, right which helps you be more objective so that you're not as reactionary but really you're responding in a much more thoughtful manner I just thought of one, like not a groundbreaking one, but I just realized that sometimes I don't, again, I don't know if it's cultural. I don't know if it's upbringing. I don't know if it's like a coincidence of both. It's like boundaries, like setting Mm -hmm. boundaries. And I realized that before many moons ago, I didn't set any, but then something would happen that I would immediately just like shut down. Mm. And it was like either we are, or we aren't, there was no in between. And what I realized now is when you set boundaries, you don't need to be all or nothing. There is an in-between. You don't have to get to the point of being all (laughs) or nothing. There is an in-between and you never want to get to the point where you're at the extreme of either side, right? Like you need to be in the middle. And I think learning to set boundaries is extremely important for me. I had limits. I didn't limit myself in setting boundaries at work. So Mm. I was just completely exhausted and overworked and just like awful 
all the time because I just constantly felt like I needed to prove myself and prove myself and prove myself. And like, there was no space for boundary because I just wanted to show that I like deserved where I was, that I could do the work, that I could Mm. prove myself, but it's like, I could also prove myself with boundaries. Mm -hmm. Revolutionary thought. Um, (laughs) But that's something that I, that I learned in therapy that like, oh, setting those boundaries for yourself, like doesn't make you a bad worker. It doesn't make you a bad kid. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you a bad partner. It doesn't make mm-hmm. you bad anything. It's just, you're setting a boundary for yourself mm-hmm. and people need to respect that. They set boundaries for themselves. All People do it all the time mm-hmm. and it's not dismissive, right? Like setting a boundary is not dismissive. It's protecting yourself and your safety and your well-being. No, I agree. I, I Listen, I'm the first, I think for me, I was just giving all of myself to my family, my family responsibilities. And yeah, that's where I struggle the most. Um, and where therapy again, certainly helped me in creating the, that balance. It's not that I'm a bad daughter. It's not that I am a right. bad, you know, big sister or that I didn't want to be part of the family or help as much or contribute as much. It's just that it was, it was to the point that it was, yeah, it was not healthy anymore. So again, and going back to that feeling of it just felt very selfish to say no and yeah <laughs> to not do and but again if it's at your detriment and it's taking away from you then it's it's just you know it's not it's not healthy and so I had to learn it again going through therapy and and having right. that objective perspective because otherwise it just feels unnatural right I mean I I think again we we the benefits of it all has been we're more balanced we're more reflective we're more empathetic. We're more, you know, understanding of other people, not just the people that we interact with every day, but even on the outside. Um, we become promoters of this space of of healthy mental, you know, like mm-hmm. mental health. And it's just something that was never thought of before. But now mm-hmm. I think we're in this space of like supporting one another. And when someone says, even the reactions of it are different, depending on who you're telling. Like I, I, I go to therapy. It's like, if you, if one of my friends tells me, I'm like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But then like, when I speak to people who are older than me or like older family members, and it's like, wait, you go to therapy too. And there's still this bit of like a, you do. Oh yeah. And it's like a little bit of judgment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh wait, but I do too. We both go, but this exists within this space too. Like not just on my outside space with my friends. And I just think it's great that like, we're all doing the work. Mm -hmm. Some of us are keeping it quiet, which is fine. Like you do your work the way you Mm -hmm. want to do your work. You don't have to, I don't tell the world. I haven't, not everyone knows that I've gone to therapy. There's nothing bad about going. I wish I could go back. And even finding a therapist, you need to find someone who you can really like engage with and feel safe with. Cause it's not. It's a, it's like dating, right? Right, and you right. Want to I've make heard that sure too. Yeah, I've heard friends also say that they've struggled because they've not had a good experience or to your point, there was not that sense of connection, which is fair, all right? And it might be that you don't find the right quote unquote fit in your first or, or second, even, you know, um, therapist that you go to, but certainly don't give up. <laughs> it's like yeah. anything else, just, just certainly keep trying. My therapist we didn't have the same cultural background. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it would have been like if I had a therapist who had the same, I mean, my first therapist was great, but I don't know if it would have been different or better or worse with someone 
who understood culture. But then again, I think we use culture as an excuse to mm-hmm. say, well, this is just a cultural thing. This isn't like an issue, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, it's not cultural. It's actually an issue. This is not part of a culture. This is, right. this is no good. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I think that would be my next venture is if I found another therapist that was of the same culture and understood kind of the family dynamics, if that would be different mm-hmm. or if I would find someone to kind of validate, maybe I wasn't looking. I don't know if I, I don't yeah. know if it's validation or I don't know what I was looking for, but I would just, I think it's interesting to look at it both ways yeah. and how much someone's upbringing and culture has to do with being your therapist. And if they understand where you're coming from or like the family dynamic as it is. Right. No, I've I've had that thought too, and that curiosity in terms of what would it be like with you know a Latina or Latino therapist. Right. Uh, what perspective would they bring? To your point, would it reinforce uh, right the cultural norms, or would it really just provide a different, right, more culturally sensitive, even delivery of the message? It might not even right. be that it's different, right? Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I've had that curiosity as well. Well, and even like my therapist was a woman. Like, I wonder what it would have been like if it was guy. Mm-hmm. True. All very. We're just gonna all try them curious. all out. We're gonna try. To, we're gonna try them. <laughs> we're gonna all give the, and the let same you all case. know how it goes. Right. We're gonna give the same scenario and all get all three different perspectives. Because it that is. It's about perspective too. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, in the space that we're in now, with everything going on, I think it's extremely important to check in on one another, mm. make sure that everyone is, is, is doing well, that they feel heard. I think for, for my particular instance, after having my son, I've been much more mindful of like the new mom experience. Mm. And I've tried to extend myself to moms and like, Mm. Hey, this is what's going on. It's totally normal. You're totally fine. It'll be okay though. There will Mm -hmm. be better days because I do think that we make that difference. And especially in the, in the moms, in the Mm. mom sphere of like, you just think that everything is fine and it's not, and you just need someone to just kind of relate to or listen to you and say, no, no, like they went through it too. And they're fine. It'll be fine. But I think paying it forward in acknowledging that these feelings exist and these are life-changing things in every aspect of it. I just relate to the mom aspect of Mm -hmm. it at this point in my life, but paying it forward and just being super mindful of other people going through different things and just being a good friend and understanding Mm -hmm. that people are going through a tough time. And I think the holidays are super tough for some people too, causes a Mm -hmm. lot of stress and anxiety. So just being mindful of that. Amen. I couldn't agree more with that. <laughs> Certainly check in on your loved ones, check in on your friends. And again, don't ever assume that folks are okay, right? And, and to your point, yeah. even this holiday season, everyone wants to be, you know, merry and happy and and we don't know what people are going through. So while the holidays might be positive for us and create positive feelings for others, it might be more challenging. So again, just be kind to one another. And if you have the good fortune of going to therapy or or know folks that need it, please encourage them to seek out the help. There's no shame, no shame in the game, like anything else. Um, It's a, it's something, a resource and it's part of your health. And so we want to prioritize that as, Mm -hmm. as individuals and as a community. Yep. 
So yeah, so again, if no one in your family is doing it, none of your friends, I would certainly encourage you to encourage them to go after it. And we thank you all for listening. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks, everyone. Ciao.